We're going to be hitting a whole bunch of different verses in Genesis chapters 1 and 2, so we're going to be doing a little jumping around. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and the darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. So God created man in his own image, and the image of God he created him. Male and female he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over every little thing that moves on earth. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Then the Lord God formed a man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living creature. The man gave names to all livestock and to the birds of the heavens and to every beast of the field, but for Adam there was not found a helper fit for him. So the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall on the man, and while he slept he took one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man he made into a woman and brought her to the man. And the man said, This at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh, and she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Why is, why isn't, have you ever thought about why you are instead of you are not but in fact we know the answer God created us to be according to the Bible the book of Genesis and it begins with a Hebrew word Bereshit in the beginning, Bereshit. So creation, being, was the beginning of time and space. There was nothing before we're being or the creation. Because God created everything. God created being out of nothing. There was the eternity alone. And we believe, we Christian, we believe we will be in the eternity again. But still the question is, we're wondering, why did God all of a sudden create us to be in time and space? Which is, we are stuck. And with all the challenges, brokenness in this time and space. I found the answer from a philosopher named Martin Buber. He said, 
all real living is meeting. God is who I am, who I am. Right? God is I am. And God wanted to meet thou, you. That's us. Because Martin Buber believes being means only in I and thou. Can you be I without you? Right? Can you be you without I? It has to be together. I'm sure God could be by himself, I himself. But in that relationship, I and thou, somehow God wanted that in relationship, I and thou. So, in our being, there's no I without thou. There's no thou without I. And I call it the family. We are family as being I and thou. And this family matter to God critically. It must be. Because God created all of a sudden. So I would like to begin the new year 2024 with the quest for the answer. What family matters? If family is so important to God, what family matters according to the book of Genesis? Because the Bible is foundation of our life. Family matters. Because many families are in crisis. In our society, only a quarter of children grew up with the birth of biological parents. Only a quarter. Many families, many marriages being destroyed. And family, families are suffering without value. Right? The value you used to have. Right? And the functions, the family functions. Many families, there's absence of family functions and roles and responsibilities. 
so many families are struggling with addictions, abuse, violence, domestic violence, verbal violence. So family matters. Family matters because the family is the ultimate purpose of creation. So, family is the ultimate target to be destroyed by the Satan. Right? It is so natural. Number one goal for Satan is destroying families. So family must be the top priority of church ministry and our life. We must save, restore, and nurture families by these creative principles. The principles from the creation. So I hope and pray that God bless us with the powerful lessons from those families in Genesis. Adam's family, Abraham's family, Isaac's, Jacob, Joseph. So we can embody those principles, the family principles, in our own families. So when our family is being saved, when our fa my family is being restored, then we can restore our community, our society. Isn't it? Today I'd like to start with sharing with you the purpose of the creation for family. What's the purposes of the creation for family? First, it is the stewardship. It is, uh, no, it is a fellowship. It is a fellowship with God. In Genesis 1, 27, it says, God created man in his own image. It is the exclusive action of God. As you know in the Genesis, no other creatures were created in God's image. And all other creatures created as a group but only human being, one at a time. Adam and Eve, one at a time. It's a very exclusive action. So this fact, dispute, evolution, the idea of all species share the common ancestor, so we are family, we, people, we are 
created as a completed, perfected being exclusively in God's own image. What is the image of God? Do we look like God? God look like me? Us? No. The word image in Hebrew is Salem. I'm Dave's here, so I'm a little bit, a <laughs> uh, uh, little bit uh, 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 anxious <laughs> because of my pronunciation of Hebrew. Salem. Image. Salem, which means shade, shadow. Because Moses, the author, Moses didn't know what exactly the substance of God made. So he described it as we are the shadow of God, which means we have the same substance made of God. Because to have a fellowship with God. Fellowship with God. What is a fellowship? Fellowship means working. Working, labor, working. Man, so man is created to work. Work is man's privilege. Gift of God. But when sin came in, work became a curse. And the mankind created classes who work and who don't have to work. Right? It is still today. Because men do not want to work. Men do not have a fellowship with God. But as we know, God worked for six days and he rested. So we must work because we are in the same image of God. So we must work. Work for God. What God desires. That how do we work for God. Remember, we became a living being by the breath of God. I believe maybe the breath of God is the substance of God and what we are made of. That is the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. The breath of God. And that is actually our words are the breath of God. And we call, I mean the Hebrew call, Dabar. I told you the Dabar is, has energy, word with energy, which is the word become reality. Like God said, let there be light. It, it is word, but there was light. That's Dabar. When word became reality, when word became flesh, that's the bar. That's how, that's how we work. When we think, what we think, what we believe, what we say, it must be become reality. 
When I say I love you, then the love has to be reality. You must feel the love. Right? I care for you. Then really I have to care. If the person is hungry, then I have to feed them. Right? That's the bar. That's how we work. But if, but when after sin came in, men were for their own words, selfish, self-centered, without having fellowship with God, they just worked their own just for themselves, and became endless competition among the people. We, family, must work for God's word to realize the bar in our life. The second purpose of creation for family is the recreation. Recreation or regeneration. God created family with a male and a female because the number one commandment of God is be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. It's not love your God with all your heart, all your mind and soul, and love your neighbor. It's not the first one. The first command of God, commandment of God is be fruitful, regenerate life. So the creative principle of family is a man shall live his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and they shall become one flesh to regenerate life. Right? Without two, a man a woman become one. There is no life. And it is love. That is love. This creative love is becoming one without sin, without brokenness, without guilt and shame. So the first family, Adam and Eve, we're not ashamed of being naked because they loved each other. Their entirety they could before sin came in. They could accept one another, embrace one another fully without any challenges before sin came in. So, the first words of human being recorded ever was a love poem by Adam. Right? He said, this at last is born of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. 
That is the first words of man, mankind, which was love poem. How beautiful poem we spoke before sin came in. But listen carefully. Women was created out of men. It means women was created from the men, which is the equality between women and men. As an I and thou, equal. But over many, many centuries and the churches impose oh it is the subordinate relationship between men and women and we know how many how many years how many these thousands of years women's being you know treated unequally even today The third purpose of creation for family is stewardship. Genesis 1.28 says, God said to them, Subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the verge of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. God created the heaven and the earth without us. But somehow God invites us. God wants us to be participate in managing, maintaining the creation. Actually, God entrusted the earth and the creation to us, the family, right? So we must, we family must cherish the earth by preserving and protecting other creatures, our resources, But mankind had been destroyed, still destroying, exploiting the earth and each other. Right? Others are not subject to be exploited in any way, but we do. Right? by their wages, by whatever, whatever the power you have, we exploit people. The history of man has been endless competition of killing, oppressing, extorting, deceiving, and discriminating each other as the Satan wanted to destroy the family. Satan is not, there's all, oh, there's a monster, the Satan there. Satan is who are working for the Satan, the idea of evil, that's a Satan. And if anyone working for the Satan that's Satan.
how are we doing with the stewardship of this creation, the earth and the people? Aren't we also in this endless competition? Are we really care for people, others as I and thou? Or we consider them as I and it? Are we really protecting the earth and preserving our resource? Are we really building up families, other people, as in as I and thou relationship? Or are we just tearing down other families, even our own families? And what do we do to stop this destruction of families, destruction of the earth and the creation? The fourth purpose of creation for family is admiration. It's being all of the creator and the creation. In verse 31, it says, God saw everything that he made, and behold, it was very good. God saw, he created, and felt the beauty of the creation expressed tov meod very good very good utterly good excellent in everything he made everything not only the, like a Rocky Mountain or, you know, a glacier, you know, National Park, but even, you know, our Appalachian Trails and, you know, Eppard Mountains. Everything to God is beautiful. So we, family, is created to admire and able to see the beauty, excellency of other creatures. But do we? Do we see the image of God in other people? It is difficult. When we don't like them, when they give you a hard time, when they are your enemy, it is hard to see. But we must see the beauty in them because you just died for them also. Even though they are still being evil, working for the Satan, but we have to see the beauty. Even though the sin destroyed the, our ability to see each other and admire. But we have to remember, we have to believe and live the truth. Jesus had forgiven us and restored the ability of admiration. Regardless. 
So we must always you know, encourage you to see, we must gaze other people with the curved vision through the eye of God. We have to see people. Not my eyes, but through eyes of God. We think about what does God see from that person I don't like. What do you see in the people around you? So what do you see the difference between what you see with your eye and with the eyes of God? Can you see through eyes of God? God asks us always, do you see what I see? It reminded me a little book picture book I used to read for my children, Eric Carr's Brown Bear, Brown Bear, What Do You See? I feel God asks me, God is asking me all the time, DJ, DJ, what do you see? And God says, I see the people are crying out for help in sickness, loneliness, and sorrow. I see the suffering of, suffering of the marginalized people in, the, in your community. But I confess, I have to confess many times, God, I don't see that. I don't see what you see. I see only things are what I want to see. What do you see? What do you, what do you see in your spouse, in, you know, in your family, your children? What, what do you really see? Do you really see what you want to see from them? Or him or her? Or do you... Are you able to see what God sees in them? Their needs, their struggle, their despair. Dear family of creation, we are being, we are being because God created us. Without our choice, God created us to be as the family for the fellowship with God, for the recreation of life, for the stewardship of the earth and the people, and for the admiration for everyone. So we Become. We must become I and thou. I and thou means I am fully recognized. I am fully defined by you. And you are defined the truthfully through me, I. That's I and thou. If I define you partially or or like misunderstood or false or pre-assumption, then I don't have I and thou relationship with you. 
but we are being because to be I and thou. One of my favorite philosophers named Hannah Arendt said, the earth is very quintessence, quintessence for the human condition. It is absolutely beautiful planet we are living. This, the earth, this is life. I don't know, maybe there's you know, millions of light years away some galaxy, that side of galaxy. Maybe there's another planet like Earth. But I don't care. I care this Earth. But this is not just quintessence for us. Earth is not the eternal home for us. We were sent from God to eternity to be, to live on this earth. And we know we will be in eternity as Christ promised to us. As there was a beginning of a time, Rashid, there will be end of time and space. Bible says so. We are one family of being. On earth, this earth, we're one family of being to embody this good news. This good news, this news, we will be into eternity, the eternal kingdom of God. We must embody this truth to the people, to the world, as we become I and thou. Start from our family, our loved one with your children, with your spouse, with your neighbors, with your friend, you, with your co-worker. Expansion of that I and thou relationship to make everyone as one family. So we must live in the kingdom eternal perspective, not the earthly mortal perspective. Remember, don't forget, we are in the world. We are on this planet, but not of this planet. We are not of this world. We are the new creation, eternal creation in Christ. I and our God is our eternal Tao. Amen.